You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Well, that wasn't much of a wait. And get all that Riverdale nonsense. Right back, right back at it. My name's Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We're back. Welcome to the Kapow Podcast. Two hours of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> Speaking of wasting time, I had an idea for a new segment. Oh, yeah. I don't have a name for it. Mm. But we'll, we'll work we'll on it. All right, let's workshop that. But, because um, I, I, I got to thinking... Seth has said this multiple times about how how nice it has been to get to know you guys better, and you know occasionally someone will whip out a story like it's taken this long to learn that Seth was the mayor of Munchkin Town. Like, <laughs> why did we not know this yeah. years earlier? Literally, yeah. so I came up with kind of an idea to prompt us with stories. Mm. So I've got some questions, nothing bad, nothing like truth or dare or anything, but just some life questions. Mm. That might spark oh, okay. if you have a good story right. or a good anecdote. If we don't, so, just cut this out. Yeah. yeah, and if you don't, pass to the next guy. So feel free to pick one. <laughs> uh, are you trying to get me to take a minute? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and we'll just all answer the same question. So no okay. pressure yeah, if you don't have a good answer. Your favorite Halloween costume Ooh. that I ever wore? Yeah, so if you, as a kid or an adult, is there you have a good Halloween? I actually thought... That's of, very topical. Good pull, Seth. Yeah. I actually thought of this... Just a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Which is weird. I think, I don't know my favorite, but it made me think of this and I liked it and I, I won for mm-hmm. best costume. Uh-huh. Uh, I bet I was there. I bet you were. <laughs> but you were talking about going to Toy Story Land yeah. or whatever. I, one time I came as a Green Army Man. I made I made a homemade Green Army Man I believe costume. I've seen pictures yep. of that. Yeah. And it, I think I did a pretty good job. You that. had the... Uh, it's actually it's Army Man, Dis- Disney's Army Man. From Toy Story. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, re- I had the cardboard. I cut I remember, piece, that's what I remember. Cut out a piece of cardboard and glued it to the bottom of my boots. <laughs> and I had all, everything. With, I was totally spray painted green. Yeah. And I just had a separation in the middle. But whenever I stopped to stand, I put the two platforms together. And right. Still, the, 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 the actual people at Disney do that too, don't they? On, yeah. In the parks, they have that. Yeah, Space that actually, it. yeah, that just happened. Um, when we, we were, except they just pull like a cloth over their face. Not I anymore. Oh, really? That, originally, that was it. It was, it was like a faceless thing. Uh, it was just right, a piece of cloth right. that. And I was like, you guys are weak. I had my <laughs> yeah. face paint green. Yeah. Yeah, they ha- they have um, upgraded now. It, it is a uh, it, it's full face paint. Some of them have like green glasses, more yeah. or less. Um, but yeah, when we were. Just down at Walt Disney World, one of the things at Toy Story Land, the Green Army Brigade comes through, and they have a Pixar ball, and and they pulled my son, who is almost eighteen, out of the crowd with all these like tiny little kids <laughs> to do the show, right. and he, you know, he's the the one, the big kid, and uh, and and they're going through their little routine, and they do 
like little dances. Can I change my they, answer? They play Sarge says and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, is this Disney story? <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. hey, you okay. wanted stories. No, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I, I remember like a few couple years after that is the other time I went to the costume thing. And it was I one, know what you're going to say. It was one week after the a, a, a event happened in the news. And you Locally. Know, you know how everybody dresses. Yeah. Well, I was at a local party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody dresses up like whatever's in the news. I'm sure there's going to like be... Like Michael a, Scott. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be 50 drunk Kavanaugh's. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I uh, I went... Do you remember when the animals escaped from the Zanesville? Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> they were on the highways yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I got... Um, and the guy got shot, didn't he? Or he shot himself. Yeah. He yeah. shot himself? Yeah, we're talking... This was just a yeah. few years back, but it made national yeah, set, news. Set it up, Cliff. Yeah. So <laughs> he let the animals loose. He had a... I don't know. It was it was it the wild. It was like the wild. Okay, but he owned <laughs> he all these like his own backyard. Ex- yeah, he had all these exotic animals. Some of them legally he should not have had. Yeah. But we're talking tigers and lions Tiger and like bear, bears. Oh and, yeah, all he that. that and uh, yeah, I remember so, saying it was the, the army of the twelve monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he let all these wild animals loose in you know a public yeah. just in a in his neighborhood or whatever and they got actually onto like the highway we're running up and down all these this crazy stuff and they're trying to hunt them down and all this stuff and the guy yeah so you actually came well yeah the guy got shot or shot himself. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I think he shot and, himself. And it, it that was like one. Who would have shot him? The animals? Like monkeys? Have like found his gun cabinet? <laughs> well, I don't know if they were like, "Hey, you let these animals out. Oh. We're killing you." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. All I know is that happened at the beginning of the week, and like I never commit to go do anything. And it, it was like come like Wednesday afternoon or something. I decided I was going to go. So in like a couple days, I made this costume. I won again that year. I've only went twice and I won both times. But I got an old man mask and I had like a bullet wound in it. Wow. I, I, oh, I went all out. Dark. I had, oh yeah, it was. And I, yeah, and, he's not done. And I, <laughs> I had, you know, like blood coming down his face. It's Halloween. It's supposed to be scary. Um, and then I got a shirt made at the shirt factory. My, Ant worked there, and I was like, I want a shirt that says Zanesville Animal Reserve on the back. And so she she made that for me. I went to the pet store and bought the biggest birdcage I felt like I could carry around. And and I bought, and I took it back a couple days later <laughs> and just returned it. But I bought this big cage, and I... Took and I went to, and bought a bunch of stuffed animals. I bought a tiger and a lion and all these stuffed animals, and I put red paint all over them because the, all the animals were shot. They yeah, had to shoot all these animals. Yeah. yeah, and so I put bullet holes in all the animals, oh, and I had them all tied mm-hmm. to, with with fishing lines. You couldn't see it to the cage, but the cage is open, and the they cage just was open. behind it. Yeah. I just walked around with an open cage as this old man with his Zanesville shirt on. They, all these didn't it, you have a sign or something too that it said was just like on my back? It was just on my back, Zanesville okay. Animal Reserve. And then I drug all these bloody stuffed animals behind the cage. All yeah, yeah it was great. Remember how I said it's nice getting to know you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little much. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've yeah. never done that. Have you given nope. me that little fortune nope. cookie paper? No, it's unfortunate that. <laughs> One of our the our former member isn't here tonight to answer this question because oh boy oh he's been a lot of fun oh yeah um 
I don't know. Well, I, I do know. I, I know s- what my answer would be. This, I drew this. Well, that's we're <laughs> all. It's just one question. We're not going to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three, th- immediately three things come to mind. When I was probably five, I, um, I had the store bought 1980s He-Man costume. Remember it was the smock? A picture of He-Man on your chest. And I think it said He-Man. Yes. <laughs> In case you Comic, didn't know. Yeah, that's cartoon accurate. Yes. And, it, and you had the plastic mask mm-hmm. that just, you know, had the piece of elastic that went behind your head. And the, I, I, it was one of, you remember how the eye hole, I, what I remember every year about this mask, the department store costume, was the eye holes like would cut like in. They were tiny. Yeah. And sharp. <laughs> Very sharp. And aimed at your eyeball. Yes. But as a kid, that one sticks out in my mind because many years <laughs> later at one of the Halloween parties Seth was just talking about, I decided, um, the theme was like 1980s that year. So I decided I was going to make my updated own He-Man costume. <laughs> And I went and got like the, uh, like a muscle shirt and cut up a gray t-shirt and like hand sewed the, the, like uh, the cross on it and had the big furry. Um, Which I believe I've seen pictures of that. Probably yeah, so. Yeah. Had, I had the, the blonde wig all brushed out. I, the whole thing. <laughs> I made it myself. The, that was pretty fun, but actually the year I won the best costume was the year I, uh, I, again, I made my own costume. And I came as uh, Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a good one. I had the, uh, the I had the white robe and, uh, still do. It's, oh, well, yeah, of course. You don't <laughs> just throw that stuff was, away. What was the theme that year? Cause I was just remembering what the mm-hmm. themes were for those other two I, costumes. I did, when I was the army man, it was Disney. Yeah, it characters. was Disney. And the, when I was the other guy, it was famous dead people. Mm, okay. Right at that moment, he was. The I didn't okay, go. That, that yeah, gives you off the hook a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't that random. Nature, it wasn't yeah. that random. Yeah, I remember. I didn't. I couldn't go that year because we were actually in Florida. Um, that week of Halloween, the Halloween party we had that year. But I made the the cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. I had the um the hat, you know, the leather hat with the fur on the inside and the ear covers. Had the big cigar. It was good. Yeah. The and I mean, I had the down to the shoes. I had the white belt. The winter, I mean, I, I, the whole thing. Did you carry around a, a big I, like, sewer pipe? Yeah. Tube? So I, I went to Lowe's and bought a <laughs> section of, of like corrugated pipe and, um, yeah, and yeah, and kind of like duct taped around it, you know, for, to make it look accurate. And uh, yeah, I carried that thing around in a, in a beer with the, the cigar hanging out. So I want to draw attention to something here real quick before I forget, because if you live around here, you, I, have just found out that I'm really scared by all these these uh, Halloween decorations this year. Like people are going much for n- nothing scares me normally, but I'm I'm not you know I'm not seriously scared. But I'm driving down Second Street the other yesterday on one of the yards on the right side, and I had just watched mm-hmm. Riverdale, <laughs> and there's like this some creature. Like a horse wire creature with wings, and it looked like that. Thing. The gargoyle king. Yeah, that's what I thought. But the uh, worst. You guys have still... to. Do, you guys have to do your yards up in like Riverdale, but okay. turn your house like a pops. You guys did. You, have you been across the Washington Street Bridge? Uh, not in the last scene, few days. You need to look. Oh my gosh, they went all out. First of all, they they're playing the long game. They have bought the 
biggest house you've ever seen. <laughs> and, and, but, <laughs> but there's a house with like peeling paint and everything. If you're driving into town, it's on the left, you know, near the museum or whatever. Oh, like when you're coming across the bridge. Yes. Okay. There is a house with like, it's got clowns and all this stuff, but there are like baby dolls in the yard. Like, mm multiple dolls with like angry faces and stuff it is freaky like it scares <laughs> i look over and it just freaks me out well, it seems like every street in town like all the houses have a pumpkin mm-hmm. or like a skeleton in the window and then there's the house the one with the blow up stuff and cobwebs everywhere there's like, a coffin in the yeah. yard oh this yeah. is like crazy it's they went all out for creepiness. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything blow up in there. It's nothing funny. It is well, like you're gonna die if you come off this bridge. Around I've here. seen a few like animatronic figures they're selling in stores now for a high price that look a little too realistic, like well, screaming that, kids. Halloween and, is second only to Christmas, right? And what people spend, you know, consumer spending, yeah. on this yeah. stuff. So they know they they their cash. Well, their house is second only to. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, I had a couple favorites as a kid. Uh, again, my mom would never do a store bought. I mean, I'm sure occasionally we did, but like she would always want to go all out and right, make something sense. original and do something cool. cool. So I know one year I was baking in eggs. <laughs> You it were making like, and eggs. Yeah. It was like you a ghost find a brother. It yeah. was like yeah. it was like a ghost costume. It had been it had been a previous like ghost costume. So just the white sheet and with like a a little padded yoke on my yeah. belly and like two slivers of bacon on either side of me. <laughs> right. So I was I was baking an egg, and then uh, I was. That's one of your favorite. This was later, <laughs> late elementary school probably. I wanted to be a pack of baseball cards. Okay. Oh, like a wax so, pack. So I got. It was like a some kind of skinny box, taller than I was, and we cut armholes in it and a face hole, and it turned it into an <laughs> upper deck. Now upper deck didn't have gum, so oh, we put like gosh. foil on it because upper deck was shiny. Yeah, and it was like new for 1992 or whatever year it was, <laughs> and we made me a pack of baseball cards. But I think wow, my I'd my, like see that. my favorite was I was Spider Man. Oh yeah, and it was a homemade costume. Had a, a so red this. a red ski mask that had like magic marker sharpie yeah. all the lines on it exactly mm-hmm. right meticulous I had taken a doily off one of the pieces of furniture and like attached it to my palm so I could like hey. I could spin out a web from my palm <laughs> I was so proud of that costume oh man I loved it so much and I knew I was all covered up I was like no one's gonna know who I am I'm gonna be Spider Man. Yeah. And I walked into the elementary school. We had our yeah back when schools could still do yeah yeah you did your little parade or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And I said hi to one of my friends. I won't name him full name. <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble. But he said, "That's Jordan. I know that's Jordan. That's his voice." Hey everybody, that's Jordan. And like he followed me around and told everyone there who I was. Oh my! And I was God. so yeah. sure I was going to be like you no one, my up. secret identity, yeah. and it. Why my favorite costume a tragic story? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. This is my favorite thing. Yeah. Here's how it ruined my I life. I just realized it was a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, when I stopped down at the asylum there Wednesday, your mom was out there. And she yeah. had like a whole 
bunch of doilies. Yeah. <laughs> every costume, she was selling costumes or something, uh, and every one of them had a doily attached to the arm on it. I was like, I didn't get it, but. Yeah, she's been doing, she's been, she's a garage sale hunter, like mm. Goodwill shopper, like, mm-hmm. she's a bargain fiend. That's a song, right? Is there? <laughs> it sounded like you were reciting the lyrics. She's a garage sale hunter. <laughs> <laughs> but she's turned into doing like when she retires she wants to do like costuming stuff so she's been finding weird right. coats and go-go boots and the weird stuff to you know cosplayers might want to use oh so yeah she's People been stockpiling all this up. stuff yeah. so yeah she set up outside during our first friday event and mm-hmm. was selling halloween costumes yeah. for cool. the kids can't wait to see what Coach Mayer is this year oh man what, what he's, gonna, so, he's just gonna be a giant do doily we did when he was a baby, we were like two boxers, and I pulled him around in a wagon. He couldn't even walk yet, mm-hmm. and like he had little gloves on. And I had a black eye, uh-huh. and it was like the champion. We put it on the oh, side. We yeah, put it on yeah, the yeah. side of the wagon. Good stuff. And like I had a, again, I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they start with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how can we frame this around Jordan being a loser? <laughs> Well, we can start this podcast. <laughs> Lord, we had too much to talk about. That was tonight. great. That was a good idea. Oh, we just need a name for that. Segment. Can't wait. Yeah. And a cool drop that will top every other drop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait every for, time. All that happens. it'll be five it'll minutes be long. Uh, something about getting to know us. Getting to know. That's the first time I thought it gets overused. Getting to know all about you. I'm just going to sample all that and just throw it. Whatever, whatever you're thing, putting out there is what's going into it. One thing I know about Cliff is he loves animation. Well, speaking of DuckTales. <laughs> no, I, I've been on like a cartoon kick since since I've been back from Walt Disney World vacation. So um, I've got a just real quick a few little things, but they just happen to all be cartoons. So I was like, well, I'm just going to throw them into animation. I don't care what That's I, I watched them on. So um, Jordan and I were talking the other day about uh, that new Disney's channel uh mar- <laughs> <laughs> the new the marvel rising they did like a two-hour movie to start off kick that thing now, off. i checked out a few minutes of it just to get a taste of yeah it. i i what is marvel rising it is like uh squirrel girl and ms marvel yeah. it's a show it's yeah, a cartoon it's yeah a cartoon but they did like a two-hour pilot more mm. or less you know learn how the characters it's um and it was on what on Disney Channel. Okay. I watched it actually on the Disney Now app. That's okay. what I watched it on. Um, but it was, it was pretty good. It, it actually has Chloe Bennett does the voice of Quake, Daisy, Daisy Johnson. Um, like we said, Kamala Khan, uh, America Chavez. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you're the Marvel guy. You're talking about. Um, usually when I say Marvel, you start talking. Um, 
<laughs> it, it had uh, the Patriot was another the young band of heroes find each other that type of thing. Um, talk about tropes, but uh, had some bigger names: Chloe Bennett, uh, Ming Na Wen uh, does a voice. Dove Cameron is eventually going to play uh, Gwen Stacy, and um, I'd seen somebody else big was in it. Oh, was it good? It was pretty good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it seemed, it was, it seemed appropriate for its audience. And, it did. And, um, it wasn't dumbed down too much. Yeah. That that tends to happen sometimes with the Disney shows is they dumb them down to a, a really young audience. But um, no, I thought um, all ages cartoon, I thought it was pretty good. The characters were fine. Um, it focused pretty heavily on Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel. Uh, we're best friends type of thing. That's who I would focus on. Yeah. So, but um, I thought they were portrayed pretty well. I don't. I'm not familiar with either character very much. Um, and the the big villain in it was a. It's basically an an inhuman story. Um, kind of, are you with us or with the regular humans? I guess. Um, but exile was the big more or less seemed to be he's going to be the ongoing villain um which i didn't know that character at all but he's an inhuman himself and then i watched batman bad blood on netflix really enjoyed that i don't normally get into those the dc animated movies i mean i I think dc makes the best ones Mm -hmm. and and there's been some good ones but I always am more excited for him. Like I'll, I'll be like, "This looks like it's actually going to be good," and then it's like, "Yeah." Yeah. When I watched that, it was on Netflix. Uh, it was like happened to be right around the same day. I think maybe it might have been on there already, but I noticed it the same day that they came out with that picture of Ruby Rose in the yeah. costume. Yeah, and I'm the, sure and that was it well is planned. Exactly like in this cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, which so made it better. I was like, okay, well, man, I'm going to find out. And it was kind of an origin thing, <laughs> right? Right. And yeah, introduce Batwoman. Um, yeah, explain. Uh, I don't think it's based on like a lot of those are adaptations of comics, but I yeah, think no. this one's an original. That's story. what I was yeah. going to ask yeah. because I think the one previous to that was like Son of Batman, or mm-hmm. or uh, well, that's probably it. Yeah, and that was an adaptation, correct? Yeah, um, more or less. Yeah, yeah, the Damian, yeah, yeah. They switched up a little bit. Damian Wayne Robin. Right. This yeah. has yeah. This has Damian Wayne. Not you know Batman again is somewhere. So he supposedly died or whatever. Yeah. So at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He gets Batwoman is fighting. Uh, uh comes into a, uh, like a group of villains and Batman shows up and ends up basically saving her, but we. It looks like he dies in an explosion trying Typical to save her. Whatever. Right. So, so Nightwing has to be Batman. Yes. And, and they, which has happened in the comics. Right. Yeah. But they, I felt like there was stuff was happening. Like it was, it didn't feel like a filler story. It was like we're getting an origin. We're learning about Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're learning about whoever Luther's kid is. Right. Luke or Lucius, Lu- Lucius Fox. Who, who is the kid? Luke, the kid's name? Luke. Right, Fox? Do you know? No, he's looking at me wide-eyed. Lucius Fox's kid. His son. I believe it's the character. It's Batwing. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, we get get that origin story. Mm -hmm. Right. So, that was some stuff. And, and, you know, it's got some good Talia stuff in there. We find out she's the big bad. um, 
Morena background did the voice of her. Yeah. So, yeah, we find out Batman's not really dead while Dick's running around being Batman in his place in an old bat suit. And then Robin, who is off doing Damien things, comes back um, because he's not convinced that Batman could be killed that easily. And then we get, you know, your influx of Batwoman. She's on the case, that type of thing. Um, we get a kind of... She uses a gun. Yeah, a lot. She's like an army veteran, I believe. Oh, yeah. So yeah. She has military training. So that... Now, okay, now explain to me. We don't want to spoil anything else about that, so... But as far as that character, what's the deal? There was a Batman before. I mean, Batwoman before. A different one? Uh, right. the, the original one, I think she had the same name, but from like the 1960s. Kate, Kate Kane. Yeah. The one with the purse. Yeah, carried the purse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here in just recent years, this version of the character has come about. Um, you know, uh, she's, like you said, ar- army or combat veteran of some sort. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's a very, you know, gay, so what, how, what year lesbian would you say character. This character came out? Uh, early 2000s. Yeah. Mid 2000s. Yeah. There was a great, during, when they did the new 52, there was a great run up. Yeah, well, when was, was, when was Countdown? When was that? That was oh, her gosh. first appearance that I don't know. Like, she had yeah, a, right. a series <laughs> or anything? Uh, she was the main feature in Detective for a while, and then she's, she's had her own mm-hmm. that have come and gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. I, I, I really liked it. Like I've really liked the character yeah, here in the last too. few years. I did. I liked it. And like, when she was, she... she was a you know lesbian in the mm-hmm. cartoon and stuff, I'm like, oh, well, they're just. I really I liked the whole whole thing. It wasn't the best thing I ever saw, but as far as one of these animated movies yeah. goes, it was worth watching. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But it has a very striking look, like that art when it first came out with. Very pale skin, yeah. Bright red lips, bright red hair, and like the art was just gorgeous on this. It, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, I'll just say there is another bat character, the family character that shows up at the end. So I'm sure that'll be the next one. Um, the Shira trailer, Netflix's new Shira remake. You guys, did you watch the trailer for this? The controversial, yeah. Shira remake. Yeah, so the uh, one of the things that happened after this trailer aired, they have reworked the story a bit. If you remember Secret He-Man and She-Ra, Secret of the Sword, it was a movie that came out to theaters that introduced She-Ra. And it had all the Ewoks in it. Right. <laughs> um, but that's her, her, she was He-Man's sister who had been kidnapped by the evil horde originally. That was the storyline taken to another planet and had grown up there as, you know, a villain in waiting basically. And then he man is sent with the, her power sword over. I don't know why I'm explaining the whole plot of the 1985 movie, but anyways, they have reworked the, the storyline a bit. She's still grown up, um, under uh Hordak and is going they're gonna choose a captain of his guard or something it was between her and what's the cat lady's name? Katna or Katniss or something like that. Anyways. Yeah. Katniss. Something like that. 
So they reworked the story a little bit. The animation. So what what is the controversy? I haven't been well, on top of it because I don't like. I read it, hating y- myself. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have a major problem it's, with this. I mean, when the I animation the trailer. looks very it's, kid friendly. It, it, it's very kid. Kid-ish. She looks younger and mm-hmm. and you know not as muscular. And like when she transforms into Shira, like apparently she is much larger, like taller, and mm. I don't know. And but the, I I had seen a story where the original voice of she Shira had come out online and made some comments defending um the fans didn't like it when it first right. premiered there there's a subset of fans that won't ever like anything but right. they were very against this as for whatever mm. reason I don't this is yeah. a female led series I it can't be a you know the feminists have ruined my cartoons. Like it's it's yeah. the same character. So yeah. I don't I don't I honestly don't know what they were mad about. I, I know the the original voice of Shira had come out and basically defending this section of fans that you know said you're ruining my Shira, and she kind of stood up for them. Which you know that's not a horrible thing. There's no reason you know there there's a reason why we hold people our age hold nostalgia for these cartoons we grew up with. I don't have a major problem with redoing any of them. You know, whatever. It can, it can be, put it in separate boxes. I don't care. But she came out and basically, you know, just said that where some of these remakes, people have been waiting for somebody to come out and, and with some heft and say, you know what? It's okay to not like this and like the old one. Um, and, and you know, we're fine with that. Quit, quit dogging the old stuff because we're, you know, ultra, progressive and and stuff with our new version of it and i mean it's just either way they reflect the times as far as i'm concerned i I don't care i can like them both i can like one or the other whatever can we get over that ruining my childhood thing yeah really it's like that's already ruined that shit yeah it's ruined years ago get over it um i pulled the Champ around in a yeah. while. <laughs> Halloween ruined all that. <laughs> the other thing oh, we never talked about, or I never talked about, or brought up the season finale of Ducktales season one. It's already know. been renewed, I believe, for season three. Um, season two is coming, but um, I, so I hadn't got around to watching it. So I watched it the other day, and it was really good. Um, a lot of overarching storylines through the whole season kind of come to an end. Basically, the the family is split up. Um, Donald has announced he's back. He's got the boys. They're back on the houseboat. They've left Scrooge. So there's like a running <clears throat> continuity. Like there's it's absolutely not just a different adventure every right, episode. right. Um, and different characters come in come in and out. Um, a lot of established characters, you know, Gizmo Duck and Gyro Gear Loose, that type of stuff. Um, but uh, so this was called the Shadow War. Um, and this is our first, we get our first encounter or in, in this new reboot of Magicka Dispel. Um, and there's, I, I have a whole page of notes just on this episode. I, I see, we like, don't have time for it. I see. Yeah, we don't have time for it all. But the family is broken up. Scrooge is in despair because Donald and the boys are taking the houseboat and they're, wow. they're moving to Cape Suzette, which is, a, of course, a huge Easter egg of another Disney afternoon show. Um, but, uh, this, this other young character, Lena, who has become Webby's best friend, um, turns out to be, um, I think like the shadow of Magicka Dispel, who Scrooge has trapped 
years ago in his number one dime. So we're getting some new details, a little, you know, some plot twists. Um, and we have to all get back. The best thing, though, was there was a cameo. Donald, uh, I think it's Gyro, has invented a, sort of a voice box. And he sticks it in down Donald's throat so we can understand him better. And uh, um, that's ends up being the voice of Don Cheadle, does Donald. <laughs> <laughs> it is freaking hilarious. <laughs> and he's very, you know, yeah. all these things, we they play it off with all this stuff Donald says that we can't ever understand. <laughs> he's actually saying these big heroic things and he has this real heroic voice. And uh, it, it's just hilarious. Go watch it. Um, if you haven't checked out Doug Tales, I highly, highly recommend it. I really enjoyed the first season. And then we got our Star Wars premiere. Star Wars Resistance. I happened to be flipping past channels at 1030 at night mm-hmm. and saw the premiere episode <laughs> for all those night out kids out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all those. Yeah, it's time slot is 10 p.m. Yeah. on Disney Channel. I, I, I don't How does that rate? How does that I don't, happen? I don't, I don't, it that's make not sense. even good. What like could they possibly is... have that has more gravitas yeah. than that? <laughs> that they well, after watching time. it, let me tell you a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, I watched it too, and I didn't like it. But but as far as drawing people to watch it, I watched it. That means a yeah. lot of people watched it, and they could have. Yeah, you know, there's no kid that can is going to stay up. Should be. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't even take much notes on it. I I couldn't even make it through the whole episode. I hope it gets better because Star Wars did it Rebels. Ruin your childhood? I will no, know. it did not ruin my childhood. But Star Wars Rebels kind of built, and you kind of for kids that started watching that, they, I felt like the storyline kind of grew with the chill with the kids watching it as they got older. The storyline got more complex. Um, <laughs> so like, what well, age were you when you started watching? <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> I would love to know how you change. <laughs> so this is a fresh so, yeah, story. There's no is, there's no building from the previous right, animation. This is, yeah, after Jedi and we're into the resistance and they I didn't I didn't like the animation. It just looked I mean, there's I said there's parts of it that look kinda cool. Mm-hmm. Like the ship's going through space, like oh that's kinda neat. And then they start talking yeah, and it just looked very two dimensional, very cheap, like YouTube right. animation or something. So my that. my understanding is apparently people had complained they didn't like how the animation on Clone Wars and Rebels said it looked too blockish or kind of fit, you know that three D look that they had. Yeah. So they decided they went to this CG with like a skin um, that looked like I don't know rotoscoping to me almost at points. Mm. I didn't but, love the animation, but. I, I, that's what I've heard the biggest complaint about is the animation. I was I didn't think it was that bad. I don't like that blocky stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, that, it, it, that doesn't bother me I, a bit. I, I think that looks terrible. So but, this I thought looked better. Yeah. Than, than that. Stuff. Well, apparently, but, but still, I didn't like it. This style was very popular right now in Japan. Was my understanding, um, and that's kind of why they went with it. They thought this was the big hot new thing, trying to get ahead of trends. And, still, figured out don't, so I, don't I hope it gets better it. i just uh it was i won't know that's down. the last time i watched it i yeah. was like this i didn't think it'd be for me but i'd try it if it was, had anything interesting to it but it was so you know it 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 just didn't and do anything maybe somebody out there likes it enjoy yeah. it Please yeah enjoy the it. other thing the last thing i had for animation also on netflix is season two of um 
Big Mouth. Not going to watch it. Okay. So. It's, um. Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick Kroll. It is it so weird. It pretty, like, lowbrow comedy, but mm-hmm. I keep hearing on the surface for it. Yeah. Like, it's, people, like, critics and things, like, wow, they, oh, it's brilliant. So, I, yeah. I heard good things. I wasn't like, going to watch it at all. That's not usually my cup of tea. My wife started watching it, and I could hear her watching it back in the bedroom and laughing out loud with season one. So, I watched a bit of it, and, and I was like, it, it's odd because it it's very crude very vulgar on the surface but beneath that it's it's got a lot of truth to it you know these are we're talking about kids entering into like puberty and they have these hormone monsters that season two is now introduced we have the hormone monsters and they've introduced the shame wizard who is this british kind of i don't i don't even know how to he's very very dry but his whole Go. He's the shame wizard, and to get these kids to feel bad about themselves, about bad about what's happening with their bodies, and 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 all the silly things that you know, yeah, they get into. It doesn't sound bad. I just have a go. Yeah, i so much on. It, it's an odd one for me to watch, but I'm that's really why, enjoyed that's it. Why, that's exactly why I can look at Star Wars and go, okay, I'll try one episode. I didn't like it. I have no time for any more episodes. Because there's stuff like that that I know probably yeah. is good. I haven't had time and, for. And that one, it's got some pretty big names in it. I'm still voices. trying to watch BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Like I keep hearing a claim. That's the other for one. It. I feel like I should be watching. I've watched but... about half of the first season, and it's fine. I've I've kind of enjoyed it, but I've never. I have to make myself sit down and watch it, which isn't a good sign, but. But I hear you get into it more. It sets some things up. Well, and how has... long did Rick and Morty take to win you right. over? Not once I once I watched started watching it. No not time. as long. Not as long. No as time. I immediately loved. I, I watched five minutes one time and didn't like it and mm-hmm. didn't watch it for a year and then I actually sat down and watched an epi- from the beginning and loved it. But anyway, I want to get back to that sometime. Is that all of our animation? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, well. Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! On the roof! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. Ha, ha, ha! Ah. Well, movies. Movies. None of us watched Venom. You didn't watch Venom, did you? Nope. Uh, I've been asked many times if I'd seen. I bet you have. You worked in comic books. Yeah, I haven't (laughs) gotten out yet. What are the reviews saying on it? I haven't even looked. The first reviews I saw. Yeah, they're all like, "It's not as terrible as I thought it was." Yeah, the first (laughs) reviews were like, "Oh, it's like Catwoman level." It's it's Fantastic mm. Four level, mm-hmm. and then all the review. Yeah, after that, it's like, well, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> and then I had a few, you know, comic fans who are, you know, if you're a huge fan of Venom, you're not going in objectively. Like you're like you want this movie to be good, so you're not going to pick it apart. I'm sure. So I've had some pretty glowing reviews. Like, yeah, it was really fun. That was cool. And then some, yeah, that was fine. So yeah. it's that- somewhere on that scale. Yeah, uh, Russ had been on the show before that one time. Um, today, in fact, he texted me this morning something about it. And I was like, what are you talking about? 
And <laughs> he's like, Venom. And I was like, oh, okay. I forgot that was a thing. And he, I was like, well, what do you think? And he, he said he really liked it, but that's like his favorite is Venom. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He, and he admitted, uh, he said, I'm a fanboy. I really liked it. Thought it was fine. Yeah. I bet I, it can't be as bad as I think it looks. <laughs> I don't know. I think it can. Like, uh, I, I mean, no. But so I think it would be probably all right. I'm just not going to go to the theater to see it. Um, there's other it things. Made, oh, it made a lot of money. Stacked with movies. Did it? Yeah, like eighty million. Yeah, you're going to get more or, venom. Like, yeah. I wonder how many times Bucky, it made the Bucky most, went and saw it. Cliff, it made the most in an opening weekend for an October release ever. What? For real. 80 some million, yeah. Never before <laughs> has that happened. Mm. So, yeah, that's that was Venom. I think that says more about what else is playing than it does about October what has Venom some movies itself. coming out. And I watched, uh, what did I watch? Oh, I went and saw A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, other big movie, I guess, at the beginning of October. I came out, probably came out the same. They were both last weekend. Um, our friend the Schmo from Schmomo News on Facebook gave that her highest recommendation. Ah. Is there a name for her highest recommendation? Like Schmotastic. Plus, <laughs> <Okay, laughs> I mean, it had to be something like that. Yeah. I watched it. It will be, I guarantee it will be, it will get so much Oscar talk. See, that's what, like. And I wouldn't, don't know. I'm sure it's yeah. fine. But like the the hyperbole I'm hearing of like Bradley Cooper has has shown he's a, a new facet of his talent and like people are going crazy for Bradley Cooper this I'm like I'm sure he's fine but it can't be as good as they're saying yeah no <laughs> no I'll, I'll just curb good. that right now you're <laughs> you're right it's I watched it I liked it I was hoping to like it more I was hoping mm-hmm. I mean I really want I go in just hoping it's I get my socks knocked off you know. What is it going to be? Have everything, you know, and and be something special because they were talking Oscar stuff before ever anybody even saw it. Yeah, Gaga will be nominated, right? And, yeah, Absolutely, I will not have a problem with that. Yeah. I honestly think that she it was worthy of her getting a nomination. Um, Tony Collette should win. Tony Collette probably will not get a uh, nomination for Hereditary, and she should win for best performance ever. <laughs> Like I just think she was so. Is that cool. a category? Yes. Anyway, it yes, will be. best pop perform. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she. Uh, a star is born. It's Bradley Cooper does this weird voice, which it's actually has has to do with the plot, but it's it's good. It's just the problem is it's top heavy. The first half's better than the second half. Um, it's. Of the fourth remake, I mean, third remake, but the fourth time they've done the story, um, this is probably the best one. Uh, I, I, I think that they finally figured out the way to do it. It's uh, the problem is the best moment in the movie is in the first half hour, first forty five mm. minutes anyway, and it is an amazing moment, and you're you're just like so overwhelmed with how great it's totally unrealistic what's happening you know in this moment but it's so awesome because she is so awesome 
And he sings better than you think he's going to do. And she acts better than you think she's going to do. And just this great moment that they chase the rest of the movie. And they can't get back there. Does she jump off a football stadium? What? Who does that? Venom? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lady Gaga. Remember in the Super Bowl halftime oh, show when she jumped no. off? Is it better than that? Yeah. What yeah. was that it's Bradley Cooper that. movie a few years ago where it was him and Jennifer Lawrence and De Niro... Um, where he has like um some mental oh, issues. Oh, that's uh, Silverline. That that's the one I was trying yeah, to think. Of. It, is he better in that one than he was? I have trouble f- thinking of a great Bat Bradley Cooper performance. I mean, I the A Team. I don't dislike him. The A Team, yeah, face, 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 yeah. I yeah, I like Bradley Cooper, but I, like I said, I don't know what a great performance he's ever given he does a good job in this he does do a good mm-hmm. job doesn't he try to be eddie vetter or something like his nah. rock star like i don't that seem to be his voice what i saw in the commercial or whatever he sounded like he, he sounds trying. he's doing a voice but it's more to do with the the sam elliott character in it and mm-hmm. stuff it's it's not a bad movie he does a good job it's too much about him and should be more about her because she when she's in it, she's when she's on the screen, it's good. Um, anyway, I did like it. I, gr- any girl that goes see it goes and see it is going to love it. Not to, but any of the, the ones I've talked to already are like, I loved it. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I love parts of it. I really did. And if we were doing, you know, we did our music moments or whatever mm-hmm. music performances, this would be in my top ten ever. Like this, it's in the previews. I mean, if you've seen the previous first Star Wars Born, I'm not spoiling anything more than that. He pulls her on stage. And it is literally the moment that a star is born. Like Courtney Cox. Yeah, just like the Bruce Springsteen. Anyway, and, but there's more, there's a lot more to it in the movie that is crazy. And it's very good. It's a really great moment. Anyway. And she, is she subtle and toned down and, yeah. Very you not sure. There are moments that you're like, I can see it in her, but yeah, she's t- she's a different yeah, person. That's good. Yeah, oh yeah, when she's singing in that moment, there's a moment where she like realizes what, you know, like she's do- doing this. She's getting to sing in front of all these people. And she, I mean, she has an amazing voice. Right. I'm not I wouldn't she say has, I'm a she fan. She has such a great look on her face. When she, when she starts singing her, you know, she has so much power. When she goes from singing softer or whatever into this power, and just the look on her face at that moment, they captured of almost like she is surprised by what she sounds like and what's happening, and you're just like, wow, this is overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, that's what she's known for, the, you know, the yeah. meat dress. And oh, all it's the, the cra- perfect, the crazy yeah. stuff. But if she wanted a career of, like, you know, just Celine Dion, just singing ballads or whatever, yeah. she, she has vocal range like nobody, so... Yeah, I'm sure it's crazy that it's honestly that's one of the things that's so impressive about it is because you forget that she is that person that she you know usually has a wig on or something you know and she just looks so natural in this movie and acts so natural that that's one that's one of the reasons she's getting so much Oscar top because people know how different she is in real life so anyway she is really great and endearing in the movie and does a good job so. I liked it. Just was hoping for a little bit more. 
Uh, I watched a couple of movies you watched on your top on your 100 poster. I watched West Side Side Story I'd never seen. Nice. And which is freaking crazy. Those people are like <laughs> acrobats. The guy. The one thing I put in my notes was riff. Remember, basically the bad guy. Yeah. In the beginning, he reminds me of uh, what's the guy's name on um, Biff. Happy Gilmore. The bad shooter? Guy. shooter 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 McGavin. He's a young shooter McGavin. <laughs> That's what he looks like. But he's like doing. It reminded me of like reading an old school Captain America comic in the 80s. What made me fall in love with Captain America is an issue that opens up with him just going through the city and flipping around and, you know, doing all that stuff. This guy could could just do that. I mean, he would sit on a bar in the alley because a bar would just be across the alley. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just with his hands in, my, in his pockets and flip over and land on his feet and keep going. And it's just like doing things no humans should be able to do. <laughs> I was very impressed by the athleticism of all the people in that movie. And it was fine. And Tootsie, I hadn't watched that Ew. in a long time. That's pretty good. I got some more. Oh, he's got some more. Oh. I'm way behind on this. Oh, my. I got August and September to get through. Uh, I'll just burn through these fast. I stopped in July. I had 54 done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... To get through August, you know, that's the two-thirds of the way through the year. So I should have been at 66. That's my goal. Yeah. So I made it to 63. I got nine new movies out of the way in August. Uh, first one was Network, which I had never seen. I still haven't seen that. All I ever hear is how it's so prophetic and it's so, tell you know, it figures out. And it it was. It's pretty amazing of like, yep, that's, that's how the news, that's yeah. the way the news goes, <laughs> as Rick would say. Um. Uh, but yeah, it's like a fledgling news corporation with terrible ratings. Like, how do we get better ratings? Uh, here's what the people will watch. And it's basically what our mm-hmm. our media has become today. So definitely worth a watch. And I, I realize Faye Dunaway is amazing in that movie. And I realized she is the best part of three of the movies on this list. So I, I, I'm coming away from this with a better appreciation of Faye Dunaway yeah, and how, never, how great she is. Never so, known that. Yeah. What were the other two? Uh, Bonnie and Clyde mm. and what was oh, Chinatown. Mm. But, yeah, uh, what's that recently? Then, uh, Streetcar Named Desire, Marlon Brando movie. Never saw it. That one, to me, I always say that is, to me, like where movies became modern. Because Blanche Dubois in that movie is uh, Vivian Lee, mm-hmm. who is old school movie star, perfect diction, speaks <laughs> in every sentence with a flourish, and then walks Marlon Brando, who's like eating a sandwich and like <laughs> chewing, like talking with his mouth full. Like, hey, what's going on? And like he just, he's, you know, it's the method. That's what, this is the role that yeah. kind of put method acting on the map. And it's this clash of, you know, old school Hollywood versus this new thing. And it's, I, I love this movie. It's, it's excellent even today. But the the biggest surprise of this whole thing so far is the best years of our lives. 1946, William Wyler. I don't even know that guy's name. He was the director. I knew nothing about this movie. And it blew me away. It was outstanding. It is three veterans coming home after World War II. And this movie was released in 1946. I was going to say, that's we pretty are close right, to home right there. Yeah, it is right after World War II. And thinking back of any you know war movie from the 40s, 
it's rah rah America. We're fighting the bad guys, mm-hmm. and you know we're winning. And John Wayne's leading us to the charge. Yeah. And this was like, well, you know, uh, we, you know, we have some think some things to deal with, and like not just post traumatic stress and stuff, but like we were gone all these years, and our families got on without us, and our jobs went on, and some somebody else has our job now, and it's like readjusting to that life, which. You know, every veteran has had to deal with since mm-hmm. the beginning of time. And it was so frank about it. I was stunned that this came out in 1946. And there, there's one scene of like, cause it kind of presents like, you know, America's not perfect. And like, we've kind of failed our veterans at, at certain points, but there's one scene of like a guy in a diner and he's like, you know, he has his uniform on or whatever. And he's like, Oh, back from overseas. Are you? It's like, I don't know what we're even doing over there. It's like, what do you mean, mister? And it's like, oh, you know, we're just sending boys over there to die. You know, there's there's a different way to do things. It's like, you listen here, pal. And it's like this super patriotic speech. So, like, I'm sure that was put in there to, like, yeah. we're still patriotic. Don't worry. We're not commies. <laughs> but, yeah, this was just excellent. And, it, it like, there's the scene where there's this graveyard of bomber planes. And that's where it opens up. Uh, it's like all these planes are being torn into scrap metal and stuff and then that's where the movie ends and you're like that's what this is. you know these guys have been right, used have been used in war and now they're just dumped and used for scrap and it's like it was shocking to me how modern this movie felt and it's very over the top and there's a lot of like the guy has a nightmare it's like get out of there gunny you're gonna make it you know like <laughs> there's some like you know it's still from the 40s but i this yeah this was the biggest surprise of this whole list for me wow so i definitely recommend that one Watch a Clockwork Orange, Stanley oh, Kubrick. Yep, it's like that. I, I've seen it several times. It's not my favorite movie. I, I don't. I never get people who are like really into it. Yeah, I remember. I think the first time I watched this, I was probably in high school, and I remember being very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've only watched it once all the way through. First time I ever watched it, we didn't finish it because my girlfriend did not want to watch the rest yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't make it very far in the movie at all. Um, yeah, not my favorite Kubrick. I mean, it's challenging and it makes you think about yeah. things. It's, yeah, it's, and it's crazy. It was groundbreaking. It, you know, is it, are, should we punish evildoers or re- try to rehabilitate them and free will and all this stuff? But yeah, the people who have like posters of Malcolm McDowell, like, yeah, that yeah. guy's awesome. It's like, yeah. no, he's really not. So I don't quite get what other people get from this movie, yeah. but yeah, classic anyway. Uh, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah. that's one of those things you stop on anytime it's on cable and at least watch a little bit of. Uh, Mash, Robert Altman from 1970, didn't has not aged well in the Me Too era. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an awful lot of uh, now, are the characters from the show in that. Uh, the only There's actor that's two. the same is Radar O'Reilly. It's the oh, same really? actor, but, but the character Hawkeye so, and Hawkeye yeah. Elliot and, Gold or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the same characters, basically. Trapper John and all the same. Who plays Hot Lips? Who, who plays? Uh, Barbara. Something. Billingsley? No. Mrs. Cleaver? <laughs> Sorry, you didn't know, so I was giving you a Barbara. It could be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I remember no, there's a nude scene in there, too. Yeah, that's the that's one of the main things I took away from that is, like, Hot Lips, oh, she's such a buzzkill. All we're trying to do is sexually assault people. Right. Why is she so uptight about it? You know, and it's right. It doesn't hold up. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. 
And the only, well, I'm going to skip that part, but there's some racial insensitivity and some, uh, like, the things that were humorous back then doesn't quite uh, catch it today. Uh, and the oldest one left on the list was from 1926, the general silent film. Come to the general, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the basis of this commercial. Uh, excellent movie, Buster Keaton. If you've seen any clips of Buster Keaton, it's probably from this movie where he's like on the front of a train, you know, and just the stunts are crazy. You don't know how, you know, jumping off train bridges and, you know, falling off hills and just crazy intricate stunts. You don't know how these people even survived, but it's he's he fights for the South in the Civil War, though, so it's kind of weird. Like, he's trying to destroy a northern supply line. Like, save the Rebs. It's like, well, are we really... Re- in 1926, we're still... <laughs> yeah, there was... The, no, the- I was reading something about that. Not to veer off, but... Yeah, there, that was about the time there was a whole movement. Um, You know, the Daughters of the Confederacy and groups like that. When they started erecting these Civil War statues that people have been taking down here yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. That's like when all that happened. They, they're in the South. They were putting it, you know, they were lobbying, um, to get, you know, certain verbiage into textbooks in the schools, you know, to try and preserve our heritage and that whole thing. Why'd you say it like that? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chinatown. Well, I always like that one. Yeah. I, it's nice to know what Roger Rabbit's based on. Yeah, I had never seen it till yeah probably three or four months ago. I watched it. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It did. I but then, you know, I guess that I think a lot of these movies just like what are they comparing it to at the time that they you know. I just don't. It's not one of my faves. Oh, but funny. it was set up even like the the credits and things are like written in cursive like. It was yeah. made to look like a 1940s noir movie, but now it's so old. It's older now than the 40s were from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the this movie's been number one on IMDb's Top 250 for like a decade. Oh, Do you guys know what? Let me the, guess. The what number was. one movie from IMDb rankers. It's not The Godfather? It's from the 90s. Oh, Shawshank? Shawshank Redemption. Mm. People love this movie. They sure yeah. do. It's a crowd pleaser. It's a dad I movie. Guess. You guys like it? Are you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. yeah. Oh, well, basically, when it came out, I loved it. Right, like everybody else, you know, when it came out, I loved it. But it feels so nineties now. Uh, you know, I it has been a long time since I've watched it. It's just like I probably watched it five or six times in the nineties, and then I just haven't watched it this century yeah this was but, um but i i plan to sometime because I, I want because i loved it i did love it i loved the book you know the story and uh and then i mean there's a lot to love about it but well you just watch it you tell me what you... well it came out in 1994 same year as pulp fiction and forrest gump so it kind of got lost in the shuffle it was not a box office success but it got nominated for several oscars People are like, oh, was it really good? And then it was one of the first movies on DVD. Mm. And there were, they had a huge... It was like the most printed DVD of whatever year it came out. And then uh, then it got on different cable packages. And they said it literally like built from the ground up 
people saw it on cable every weekend on like yeah. six different cable That's channels. The so thing. it's always yeah, old. it built its audience very organically as a very crowd pleasing sort of film. So that was August. Got nine out of the way. He did uh, not answer the question. Yeah. What? Did you like it? Yeah, I always yeah, I always like it. That's okay. not my favorite, but okay. it's it's fine. And I, I I had kind of forgotten the 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 warden Bob Gunton. Yeah, he's great at it. He I forgot how evil that dude yeah. really is. I'm he's like, one of the par- parts that makes it so yeah. good. He he's you love to hate him. Yeah, and it's just that institutional like this is the way things are, and you can't you, you yeah. can't get away you, from yeah. it. And uh, doesn't Clancy Brown play the? Yeah, he's like the, the guard or yeah prison guard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's bad in that movie too. <laughs> yeah, the Kurgan. So that put me at sixty three. So by the end of September, now we're three fourths of the way through the year. So I should be at seventy five, right? Right. So again, I got through nine movies. I seem to be stuck. I can't do any more than nine in a Stop month. Skating. So that, <laughs> take that, one day off. Now that the humidity's <laughs> down, I can do I can, I can do more rollerblading. So I'm at seventy two at the end of September. So I'm right on there. I just can't seem to get any more than nine in a month. Started with Double Indemnity. Oh, your favorite. So freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to listen to our one episode <laughs> about theater to learn what yeah, that da. movie's about. Uh, Blade Runner. Which, do you watch the original? Uh, whatever yeah. DVD like eight I different. have. Okay, well, it's the, the final cut's the correct cut, everybody. It's the, and if you, I'm just saying, I, I did the work. The, I watched every cut. I think it was the Snyder cut. <laughs> but they are showing, the, they're showing it uh, in Athens on October 19th. Uh, which is last week probably, but anyway, and it's free, and they're showing the final cut because they also know that's the right cut. But I, right after that, I watched. I had twenty forty nine saved. I had a free week. You had HBO. not seen it. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I've got it saved in there for Nick to watch if he ever watches the first one. Uh, yeah, that's why I saved. I wanted to watch the first one. I love that movie. It was fine. Yeah, I, I liked it. it. I didn't. It didn't bowl me over. I love that director, Denny Villeneuve, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I just love that story. It's so such a Pinocchio, you know. It, I just thought it was such a good, and I thought Harrison Ford was good in that. Too. And I, but I like not to get too spoilery, but I like the idea pretty early on. Like, oh, so he's the guy, he's the kid, right? And I liked it as like, oh, maybe not. like there's a twist to that yeah. of like he's not so special or he, yeah, that's that it's was great. that was very well done. Yeah, I just that uh, what's his name Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. But it's not. It doesn't go on a long. Yeah, time. he just sort of. He's over the top too. Yeah. Uh, American Graffiti. George it's been so long since I saw George that. Lucas's pre Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Pre Happy Days. Pre Happy yep. Days kind of helped kick off that you know fifties nostalgia. Yeah. Talk trip about in the seventies. Jalopies. <laughs> oh, oh, we're jalop. We're wall to wall jalopies. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that since uh. I was a kid. I it's I it's fine. Jared loves the movie. I I've never been a huge fan of it, but yeah, Ron Howard is excellent. If he were here, what would he say was good about it? I don't know. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I don't know. Richard Dreyfus. But yeah, it's like that. Suzanne Summers. You know, end of high school. What what are we going to do with ourselves? End of innocence. You know, it's a simpler time. Mm. It's it's a great coming of age story. It just never really always clicked with me. Got right. Opie. <laughs> Wolfman Jack. But without that, we would not have had happy days. So right. I have to right. applaud Cindy it for Williams that. And, yeah. mm-hmm. 
what does click with me is Taxi Driver, Martin Scorsese from 1976. It's been 15 years since I, I've seen that. That's probably well up in my top 10. Wow, I'll have to watch that then. It's been a long time. It's, again, talking about posters on walls, like... You'd see people in you know college dorm rooms that have Travis Bickle on the wall with two guns. You look, you you talk, you looking at me, you talking to me like that whole thing. But it's like that's not what the movie is. It's not about a cool guy with guns. No. It's about hmm. a horribly lonely, awful person. Which I, watching it this time, I started thinking about internet culture and the alt right and the incel movement oh, and all this yeah, nonsense yeah. of like. If Travis Bickle was around today, that's what he'd be doing. He'd be posting there are all in blogs. Kinds of freaking yep. Travis Bickles now. Yes, and yep. it would be like they don't. They have all this feeling, and they don't. They don't have a healthy way to <laughs> aim it. And so he will assassinate a presidential candidate, or date a girl, or kill himself, or kill a kill a pimp. Like whatever. He he just has to do something, and he doesn't know what what's right or what's wrong. So yeah, it's just as a a. Looking at it in that context is it was very interesting this time around. Of this, he calls himself God's lonely man. He's he's just a being with no outlet yeah. for his emotions. Uh, then there will be blood. Paul Thomas Anderson. I'll drink your, your milkshake. <laughs> I love that movie. I, I this is only the second time I'd seen it. I didn't love it the first the time fo- around. The movies like that, I swear to you, you yeah. cannot like the first time because. You don't know what you're getting, mm-hmm. and when it, and you're like, oh, it was just that. Well, then when you can watch it again later, knowing, don't wait on something else. This is delicious the way it is. But it was what 2007 it yes. came out, so I hadn't seen it since it first came out on DVD. So it's been like 10 years. So it kind of felt like the first time again, and it was like, yeah, this is good. I like what's going on, but it just didn't right really connect with me. Um, I love it. Like Paul Dano's good at it. It's it's, uh, it, they have that weird thing about him having a twin. You know, his brother. Or yeah, because he shows up at the beginning and it's a mess. He's a different. Character. It wasn't the plan. <laughs> like they just, yeah, it's that's a problem. It's like they, it's like why did you do it like that? You it, it, uh, anyway. I like it. I just think Daniel Day-Lewis is so good at that. And then Casablanca. I've never seen Casablanca. No, hmm. it's. I mean, it's good. It lives up to real. Yeah, I, it can't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I look at it and I just don't see how it could possibly live up to all of its. But again, glory. in context, looking at 1942, yeah, you know, Bogey's cool. He's the guy who won't stick his neck out for anybody, and this old love that he's had a grudge against for years. <laughs> comes back walks into his gin joint and it's that like does he help her you know it's have you seen it cliff yeah a yeah. long time ago yeah. i remember watching that and i think the maltese falcon yeah well, i plan to watch it someday yeah it, the, some of these are so iconic you, they can't help but disappoint you but right. yeah definitely definitely an essential film per <laughs> per my poster no your poster said it then <laughs> goodwill hunting uh, mm-hmm. I like them apples. <laughs> yeah, I that movie. I, I've kind of viewed it as like, yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Like, I forgot how good it actually is because yeah. there's so you know it's all Matt and Ben, those crazy kids, and like, 
or you see him in the what the Jan Silent Bob sequel. They did like Goodwill Hunting yeah, too. Yeah, you know, like I remember like those kind of scenes, and I laugh about it. But rewatching it, I was like, wow, this is a pretty excellent movie. I I'm not convinced it belongs on the poster, but <laughs> I, I yeah, I would, Robin Williams. I would, yeah, Robin. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. I, I think Robin Williams is good. I think the movie is really good. I don't think it belongs in a top 100. Mm. Uh, Midnight Cowboy from 1969. John Voight as mm-hmm. Joe Buck. Yeah, I need to. I feel like I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. And I maybe I thought that the other when I was watching Tootsie, I was like, I don't think I've ever watched all of Midnight Cowboy. Ratso Rizzo. Yeah, Ratso Rizzo. Uh, yeah, good. Again, a very much a product of its time. That late 60s drug culture, you know, there's some, you know, they go to a party and there's some weird, you know, psychedelic imagery and all this stuff. So it's very cleverly directed. And again, that like, you know, a view of people on the street, you know, Ratso, he's a hustler. And we didn't get, you know, 1969, there weren't a lot of movies chronicling the life life of someone like that. Mm -hmm. And then my last one in September was Rushmore, the Wes Anderson movie. Definitely in my top ten. I I can watch this movie. I could watch it every night of the week. I love this movie. Every I, night I, of the week. I could. That is some I could. Pretty serious I quote this movie all the time. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. I'd say it's it's definitely like top twenty five for me. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite Wes Anderson. And I. It's just so good. So good. Max Fisher, the young private school kid, who just lives to start clubs and. I get. I can see if you don't like Wes Anderson, I would never argue with you. The way all his movies are kind of very precise and precious and odd, but yeah, this one to me is just top notch. And Bill Murray, uh, one of his best performances. It's great. So that puts me at seventy-two. Mm. I'm three fourths of the way through the year, just a few behind pace. So I might do it, guys. <laughs> do you have anything do left? that like are we to anticipate anything uh there's a few i'm sure you could guess that are still left he's holding on to some that he's seen a bunch of times i I was waiting on rushmore i wanted that to be one of my last ones but Mm -hmm. i had to squeeze something in yeah um uh the first one in october you'll enjoy guy with a bull whip so like (laughs) uh yeah there's still some fun crowd pleasing ones like that and then there's still some you know, Oscar winning kind of favorites and right. gone with the wind. Now, as you're doing stuff. this, are you ranking anything for yourself? No, I couldn't possibly do that. You often, <laughs> you often mention a top 10. All you do is stretch that I, out. I've mentioned about 40 movies that are in my top 10. I know. That's <laughs> what I mean. Well, you need to like figure it out. Well, I am keeping a list of things I can't believe aren't on the poster and maybe some ones like Goodwill Hunting that I would bump. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to do a write up afterwards. Of these are some of my honorable mentions and things. So. Yeah. But that's for another time, January 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody watch the uh, Aquaman trailer? It was five minutes. And I, that, to me, it's that's a hefty percentage of a film. Mm-hmm. But I don't even I, like when it, it's like 240. Yeah. When it says that, I'm like, I'm going to get too much. Yeah, like, too I much know, I understand why they did it, though. I mean... Everybody had so many, no, I'll say everybody, so many people had such a bad taste in their mouth after Batman versus Superman and then Justice League that I 
it, it like it did its job for me. It it got me. I'm like it kind of changed my view a little bit. I, like before, I was just like, yeah, Aquaman's coming out, and eh, whatever. I'm like, so I have, forget all that stuff. I'm excited for DC now. Yeah, they finally just like, well, if Disney didn't know what the hell they're doing. We're gonna take all their people. Well, we're drinking the Marvel's milkshake. <laughs> Make mine milkshake. I I just feel like they're they they're starting to turn the corner a little bit with. Shazam and Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they're, you know, we're getting brighter, you know, brighter costumes. In my (laughs) circle of comic book aficionados, like, they've been hyped for Aquaman since day one. Really? Since, you know, they love Momoa in the movie. Like, I haven't heard anyone like, ugh, Aquaman. Like, people I'm around are Well, oh, Aquaman. (laughs) You You don't count. (laughs) My whole thing was, I didn't. It's the look of it, you know. That's what it is. It's it's the look of it. I want to, you know, when we were talking about Ruby Rose being cast as Batwoman, I when I you know see that first picture, I'm like, yeah, this is Batwoman. <laughs> like, I want visually, I want to see it. You know, with the Titan stuff, there was a lot of criticism about you know some of the outfits on that. And I'm like, oh, tit- Titans that show, yeah. Whatever did he get to f- Batman? <laughs> it just premiered today. Uh- <laughs> don't make more work for Cliff yeah. to have to yeah. move stuff. Well, I yeah. just want to know. Like he really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, you're so, just the same as me. I every time I see anything Aquaman, I think my man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's it'll be fine. But that classic costume, I'm like, it, it, it could have been so goofy looking on him and I was just like yes Aquaman finally but yeah what who are we you know some of these oh we're gonna get to see Thanos we're gonna get to see mm-hmm. you know Brainiac people get it's like Ocean like, Master Ocean Master Lake Mayor <laughs> we're gonna get finally like no one like he just doesn't have a rogues gallery yeah. or supporting cast that anyone cares at all about Dolph Lundgren I hope he says it I must break you. Oh, I must break you. <laughs> I didn't want to say, I, I heard they were making a uh, Train to Busan remake. Hmm. And I just like, I have to shake my head at that. Like an English language? Yes. Because right? mm-hmm. I know they're doing a sequel to it. Oh, they are. Right? Yeah. I just saw they're doing a yeah English language because people can't read subtitles. But it would be like train to Pittsburgh or something. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. What's the joke? What is, what is train to where? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Train to the, Boston. The original is good. It's, you know, I, I'm sure, I assume it's still on Netflix. It, it's one of those things I just stumbled across and I really enjoyed it. I love the look at it, the look of it. And I, it's like they can't improve it. I don't, you know, it's not going to be improved by that except you won't have to read subtitles. Like, whatever. I just, Spend your time doing something else. Okay, what are we at there? <laughs> He's still out. Two hours and 75 minutes. A uh, minute, tw- or hour 20. We Six had a whole 12. bunch of streaming and a whole bunch of TV we were so, going to talk about. Yeah. We could do three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have crossed over into a Saturday already. All right. We gotta, hey, we took time off. We got to make up I know. episodes. Well, there's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. What do you got? Oh, well, 
Wait, you oh, I'm push? hyped. Netflix is wall-to-wall Monty Python. I saw that. Yeah. All four seasons, 45 episodes of the original Monty Python's Flying Circus, the <laughs> British sketch comedy show, huh. one of the best of all time, has influenced every comedian since, basically. And they've put on, I only saw one of the movies, Life of Brian, but mm-hmm. they've got several of the live shows, like Live at the Hollywood Bowl, one of their classics. Uh, and one of the more recent ones, One Down, Five to Go, was one of their live stage shows. They've got at least three best of, like, compilations. And I saw three documentaries about, you know, the history of Python and what it's meant to comedy. And they did uh, they did a couple episodes in German for the German audience. Hmm. So they, those are even on there. So it's there were there are a ton of Python stuff on Netflix right now. And if you've never seen it... Again, dipping your toe in, you may not get what the fuss is about, but yeah, Python meant the world to me growing up. Like, seeing it on a... a my brother had taped a thing. He had a bunch of, I don't know, VHS tapes or whatever, mm-hmm. and co- had a compilation of like six or eight episodes on a tape, and I wore that thing out. I, <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah, I love uh, Search for the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Eric Idle, while I was on vacation in, in, in Disney World... Uh, he's in the current version of Journey into Imagination, the attra- the Figment attraction, right? Say no more. And uh, say no more. If if you guys didn't catch it, you can go back on our Facebook page and find my little video I made that day of my favorite restroom. <laughs> oh yeah, because <I> <laughs> you guys tease me all the time. The smell of elderberry. <laughs> so I made a little. I recorded a little something and made made a quick video. I was excited to get to see it because I've only heard about this. Yeah, you. Yeah. Was there a phone number on there? I wanted to. I didn't. You know what? I made a note to because you. (laughs) While all this is happening in real time, Seth had made a little comment about uh, wanting to know the the phone number of the payphone back there, and I was going to go back on because we were already done, been there and done that. I was going to go back and look another day, and I completely forgot. I want to interview people near that bathroom. I just imagine Cliff like wanted to take pictures, and like there's somebody in there, yeah, and oh, he's not wanted to take a picture. That's totally what like, happened. I just wash my hands for a while, and he's like <laughs> loitering around the bathroom, being really creepy. Well, normally I'm not filming or anything, yeah, you guys. So normally, like, there's nobody back there. It but used to be my favorite bathroom, and now some weird guy hangs out. That's right. Get out of my bathroom. Is this in? This all oh, this is streaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense though. I watched the Agents of Shield season five finale. Yeah, just because yeah. was it all the hype that the dove, dove right in? Yeah, there was. Well, actually, he, he your brother had suggested maybe grabbing another episode. For, I watched the season recap first, which was plenty. <laughs> and it was fine. It wasn't bad. Wasn't as bad as every other episode of Agents of Shield I've ever seen. That's my rave review. High praise. Um, I watched a few series. Gosh, um, Maniac. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone and what's his name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. It's good. I really like that show. Very good. Um, it's kind of like Legion Light. Yeah, it looked very odd. I didn't think I was into it. I liked it way better than Legion. I Legion, I can't tell what the hell's going on. It's too much work for my brain. It may be beautiful, <laughs> but it's not, it's like I don't know if I can invest so much into that and never know what the hell's going on. At least Maniac made sense. 
and they it was very clever it had had uh, it was emotional great acting she's great in it i re- i recommend it to anybody to watch it i really liked it it starts out a little strange takes a couple episodes but once you figure out what's going on very enjoy it um there's a show i'm not a fan of this guy so i almost didn't watch it but i heard it was worth watching it's on prime called forever it's got hmm. it's maya rudolph and fred armison and i've never been a fred armison fan like he's weird he's weird he's strange I don't dislike him. He's been, he was had his funny moments on SNL. But right. There was usually if he was in a scene, I wasn't too thrilled about it. She's great in it, Maya Rudolph, and, it, and it's their couple. And it, they don't. I really can't tell you anything about it. It would be, it would lessen the experience of watching it to know anything about it. I will say that it just basically, whatever you think it is, it's it changes. You know, throughout it, yeah, and it's it's interesting and enjoyable to watch in that way as it changes. Like, oh, well, wait, what's this becoming now? You know, they're just half hour episodes. I think there was probably eight or ten episodes, eight, I think. And I I watched it in a couple days. Uh, it's not not the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any of those, most of those, mine Amazon Prime series on there's that some are, good prime stuff but but i but i anyway i think this is worth watching I, I would compare it to a show but it would give it away what it is but i would say watch if you had any interest watch well uh, <laughs> honestly i was going to say watch three or four episodes you you'll get it and you will but like the sixth of eight episodes is really good they every everyone ends every episode ends really just emotionally, the music is fantastic. It's the same guy that I want to say he had something to do with that a ghost story movie um, that I liked a couple of years ago, and it's just I, I really did enjoy it. The more I reflect on it, I just started watching today. Dropped the first two episodes of the Romanovs on Prime. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Is it? Uh, it's it's about. They're doing an episode every Friday, but they gave you two episodes a day. Going to be an eight episode anthology series about people that have the last name Romanoff. I mean, it's fictional, but you, if you know anything about the Romanoffs, you know the yeah. Russian yeah. Uh, royal family, right? The Bolsheviks revolution. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. killed the this family. They got them all told them they were going to sneak them out. And they got right. them all dressed up and killed them. Anyway, but it's basically people that. Are descendants or just mm-hmm. cousins or whatever Romanoffs and just anthology stories about them, and it's good. First two episodes were good. I, second one was you know even better than the first, and I jo- I enjoy it. It's got a it's going to have a bunch of people in it. Just you know different stars in each episode. I think the first one had Aaron Eckhart was the main guy in that, and the second one had uh, Corey Stoll from house of cards he was really good and i always forget i have amazon prime like we have prime video we've got it on a roku and everything but it's very seldom that i actually like click on the app to see what's playing on amazon because i never think about it because there's so much other stuff it definitely seems like 
third place. It does, Netflix, yeah. Hulu and well, the other day, I I, as far as sh- the original shows, they're r- up there for me. I think yeah. they're as good as Netflix. The stuff they come out, that marvelous Mrs. Meisel is really good. It just w- swept the end. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the other night we were sitting, um, my son and his his new girlfriend. We're over at the house, and I forget where my wife and daughter were. They were out doing something, and and I was just flipping through, looking for something to watch. And they were sitting there on the couch. And how many Riverdale shirts have you bought her? The new girlfriend. Yeah. Nah, I She's bought not her. part of the family. Yet. She she hadn't. Yeah, she. We we <laughs> no watched. Tattoo yet? Yeah, not, not yet. Um, no motorcycles. Uh, she sat in with us. And watched the season premiere of Riverdale. She had never watched an episode before. So I was like, oh, you're going to get... <laughs> and she had to watch it with you guys. Yeah, Can yeah, you imagine that? Right. Talk about the lion's den. <laughs> but the other day, they we were looking for something. And I, I just happened to click on Amazon Prime. I was looking for something new. And ran across Mr. Bean oh, on man. Amazon. And I had not watched that in like it, what felt like 20 years. My The kids had no idea what it was. So I was like... Just nice clicked on a random episode. I used to watch it with my dad on Is HBO. Roman Atkinson's that yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they thought it, they they were like, "What is this?" <laughs> and after like an episode, they were like, "Okay, it's pretty funny." So wow, begrudging, begrudging compliments. Yeah, from a teenager. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. So, especially something that you know, yeah, is that aged. I watched a documentary on Hulu called Minding the Gap, which is about skateboarding, but it's not really about skateboarding. It's just about, it's this guy, guy filmed him and his friends skateboarding when they were younger and he just kind of ended up as he, you know, took footage and what he was interviewing them about, um, their lives. He ended up following them growing up, did a whole documentary and it was really good. Hmm. You know, it's, it was, it had a lot, it wasn't just skateboarding is a way of life. It's not, it's not that. It's about something else. And it was really good, but I don't want to spoil it. And the other thing I have to give a little cred to, you guys will never watch it. You never watched the first season, but you should have, was American Vandal. Oh, season two? Yeah, season one was Who Drew the Dicks. (laughs) And this is, uh, Who's the who is the turd burglar? <laughs> I've just I've never seen those true crime sort of podcasts or documentaries. So to know I, I don't I mean I get what they're doing, but I wouldn't have the appreciation yeah. that someone oh, has. I understand that, but how what how have you not seen any of them? It's I don't every it's just not thing. I'm not a true crime person. Man, you never watched Making a Murder. Nope. I'm not either. I can't. Wow. I don't Doesn't watch like Dateline or any of those. You know. Yeah. Well, Making a Murderer season two is about to come out. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know it would do that. Was that the Mr. Bean theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the season two of American Vandal mm-hmm. was very good. It was also. getting good reviews. It was good. Yeah. It's good. They know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> It's it's incredible what they pull off, and it is a good mystery. It does, it's all made up, just like yeah. first season, and it's just it's a you know the mockumentary you know basically of a true crime thing, but it's an actually good story. You know, you're trying to figure out who did this and who you know over the most tedious and meticulous 
dumb things that are happening. Like who? Uh, it's. I tried season one. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, the guy in season the the only reason I like the first season better is because the main guy in it is a star. Mm-hmm. It, that guy is just a genius of playing an idiot. It's a whole new cast, I assume. It's a whole except for the two kids that ended up investigating the first season. Okay, the whole story is they get invited to a new school for a new mystery. Okay, so they go there and yarn wall. <laughs> and it's it's good. It's really good. I mean, yeah, the world is ripe for that kind of parody. Oh, like, yeah, you don't need good. to have seen that yeah, stuff, yeah. honestly, to get the enjoyment out of it. In fact, I would be curious to hear what it looked like. To not have, I mean, you still know, you still, I think the tropes, I know the tropes. Yeah, you know, you're Mr. (laughs) Troby McTropsterson. (laughs) So I I would say, you know, if you ever had some extra streaming time. Well, I did this week and I watched the Flight of the Concords new concert live in London on HBO Go. It's been about a decade since Flight of the Concords were on there. Mm -hmm. I only did two seasons of the show. One of my favorites. So in my top ten, you know, yeah. <laughs> my crowded top yeah, ten. That's lost all. I I love Fly of the Concords. It's it's one of my those just very subtly hilarious shows. And they did a whole bunch of new songs that they've you know have have written since the show ended. So there was a lot of new content and just really funny performance. So if you have any, you know, Jermaine Clement and mm-hmm. Brett McKenzie. I watched a video of one of their songs recently. Probably, I mean looked recent about the it was like father and son or yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah it's pretty fine is that all the streaming all my streaming let's hit some tv and get out of here hello the lord what the hell is a sticky maple run very run that's what i do i dream and i know things go get him supergirl well what this guy look like anyways oh he's a little guy kind of funny looking uh-huh in what way oh just in a general kind of way Exterminate. little pig little pig let me in these violent delights have violent ends that's what she said i love the hbo <laughs> the the old hbo that's music so good speaking of hbo i watched a show they always have their uh sunday night show Whatever, and I every once in a while one mm-hmm. comes on there and it doesn't stick. People don't fall in love with it. And the one from this past year that you didn't hear much talk about was Succession was on. Uh, it's like ten episodes, I'm sure, first season, and it was about a family owns this company, whatever. Anyway, the dad's turning it over to the kids, and I didn't watch any of it. Until mm-hmm. it was over, and then binged it. I don't remember even hearing about it. Brian Cox, I think, is the dad. Um, old guy did good. Does a good job. It's good, really good. It was really good. Hmm. I, I was surprised how good it was because I never heard anybody talking about. It. We've been watching there, Jordan. I watched a whole bunch of pilots. Mm. It is fall. TV season. We got a whole bunch of new shows, so I'll run down a few of those real quick. I'm looking at them here. I realized I watched four new CBS shows. Wow. Which I haven't watched four shows on CBS <laughs> in the last 10 years, but 
NCIS is what, 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 and what? Uh, Magnum P.I., for one thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was yeah, big in the low household. Magnum P.I. was a I love the original, but that makes me cringe to see it. Did it ruin, is it ruining so, your childhood? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have warm, fuzzy feelings for, for Magnum P.I., uh, you know, the, the detective show set in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Tom know, Selleck, Tom big Selleck. mustache, Detroit yeah. Tigers hat. So we're remaking it. Um, of course, now he's a ex Navy SEAL, of course, which Thomas Magnum was a, in the Navy, but you know, this guy's a, you know, you can't oh, just best. have a, yeah. he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so he, they, he and his buddies, Rick and TC were, you know, prisoners of war in Afghanistan and they're, they've been, what was the name of TC's company? Uh, Island Hoppers. Yes, that's right. And the the striped. Oh yeah, uh, the brown striped. You would yeah. love the colors, Chloe. <laughs> brown I, remember, I remember Magnum PI. But yeah, they're Higgins. In a, and, Higgins, mm-hmm. Higgins is now a lady. Yeah, Ooh, lady. Uh, a lady. Not like a lady Higgins. Lady Higgins is yeah. Robin Masters estate in Hawaii. Thomas is living in like the guest house, and yeah, it's all it's the same exact. Plot, all right, of course, but it's all modernized. But they get back from Afghanistan, and they've all got big beards and long hair, and it shows him shaving, and he shaves everything down except the mustache. Right, yeah. And he looks, and he's like, nah, and shaves the mustache. So there's, like, cute little yeah. throwbacks. And the first episode was so not really good. short shorts? No, not <laughs> yet. Shoes. I was hoping. But yeah, he did have a tiger's cap on for a while. Yeah. Um, again, I, I try not to judge a show by the pilot, because they right. have to throw in all that information. So I watched the second episode, too. And it had Carl Weathers in it, mm. as was like a, a fisherman, and he caught this, whatever those really expensive bluefin tunas or whatever they are. Like, he had this fish that was worth $300,000. Did buy his hand off? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> but, uh, so he, somebody stole his fish, and he's asked Magnum, you know, as a fellow, fellow veteran, could you help me get my fish back? And it's it seems so small scale, but it's like, you know, the guy's going to lose his boat. He has to pay his bills with this fish. And it's like, that's kind of a cool story. And everyone's making fun of him. Oh, you're fish detective. And like, but he's, you know, this is an important thing. And then like 15 minutes in the show, they find the fish and it had been used to smuggle a zip drive from these terrorists who had plans uh, to blow up a Navy base. And like, it became hmm. this international espionage thing. I was like, no, that's hmm, not what this I need to happen. I was like, every show on TV is Michael Scott doing improv. We're just like, you pull a gun out, quick. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, that was an interesting story, finding right. a guy's fish. Yes. Like, I could be into that show, but I don't. Yeah, build a cast of quirky Hawaii characters. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. Although, I mean. He could be the Jessica Fletcher. The <laughs> most interesting thing that could ever happen would be pull a gun out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did he whisper to you? said he had a gun <laughs> I think of that episode all the time whenever a show does something dumb like that where it's like yeah you didn't know how to raise the stakes did you? you just pulled a gun out then uh, I watched Murphy Brown the reboot of the yeah. classic uh, sitcom Candace Bergen uh, and I just it happened to have I forgot the running gag where she always had a new secretary every episode yeah. There was like a rent. She was always firing her secretary. It wasn't Kramer one. Yeah, he got a. He got a. Yeah, yes, that was a yes, yeah. yeah. So this episode was uh, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. as a secret guest star. She applied to be the secretary, and it was all these. Do you have any experience being a secretary? Well, I ran a large organization, and it's like mm-hmm. now we use a lot of emails. Are you good with email? <laughs> it's like well, and yeah, it was very like 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very clever. And I happened to flip past Fox News later (laughs) in the week, and it was like the last two minutes of somebody's show, and it was all... Why does everything have to be political? You know, because Murphy Brown, it was she went back on the air because of Trump, and she had to voice her opinions on Trump and anti-Trump and blah blah blah. Yeah. So Fox News was, why can't we just laugh at a show? Why does everything have to be politics? Why does it have to be us versus them and side versus side? And I thought, well, good point, Fox News. Why why do shows have to have that? And literally <laughs> at the end of that show, I flipped over to Fox, and the premiere of Last Man Standing was on yep, Tim Allen show. And within the first five minutes, it was snowflakes and liberals mm-hmm. and all that. And I was like, wait a minute. These are like two sides of the same coin. So yeah. our politics are in our comedy. We can't escape it. Yeah. Can't, can't get away from it. Whatever. Murphy Brown was not good. I, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the verdict because I was going to watch it. And then somebody said it wasn't good. So I was curious what you did. I remember watching the original and, and I don't know, enjoying it for what it yeah, was, but it was just, it was very ham-handed politics. Again, mm-hmm. it was just a pilot, but it didn't stick me enough to stay around. Staying on CBS to watch The Neighborhood, the Cedric the Entertainer, and mainly I watch it for Max Greenfield, because I'm such a fan of New Girl. Yeah. He was Schmidt. That would be the only thing. He was Schmidt in the New Girl. Cedric the Entertainer. So it's about a a white couple who move into a predominantly black neighborhood and the wacky hijinks that we we don't understand each other's culture. But I did not get his wife in the show as Beth Beers from Two Broke Girls, Hmm. which was a long-running CBS show. Mm -hmm. She was in no commercial. I saw 50 commercials for the show and didn't know she was in it. So like, why is CBS yeah, I advertising? Seeing her in a commercial for it, but I, but I, yeah, what well, definitely was. But they're like Max Greenfield. It's like he's not in a bigger star than she is. You know, Two Broke Girls is on syndication every night. Yeah. So I, I didn't get the marketing of what, why she's it, not the draw maybe because that show isn't good either. Well, I don't. Well, I never have liked Two, two Broke Girls. C, CBS just they're not marketing to us. No. <laughs> but I stayed tuned. Right after that, was happy together. Uh, which I did not know was executive produced by Harry Styles, mm-hmm. which is why I tuned in. But no, it starred Damon Wayans sure. Jr., yeah. who was coach who was on also, New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So we had back-to-back New Girl reunions. So he's coach neighbor. Yeah. Coach neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> but this was uh, Damon Wayans and this actress Amber Stevens-West, which I didn't see her in any commercials either, but uh, I guess TBS doesn't think well, women are she? funny. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was on a show called The Carmichael Show that Gerard Carmichael was on NBC for a while. I thought she was kind of the sta- I, I watched a few of those, and she was definitely the standout. But uh, so I was happy to see her in this too. Mm. And it was it wasn't bad. It's about which was the plot of a Dick Van Dyke episode from 1962. But it's like a a young pop star breaks up with his girlfriend, and the paparazzi are everywhere, and he can't get away. Damon Wayans is his accountant living in the suburbs, a very mundane life. They're very boring. You know, oh, take out the trash, honey. You know, very, you know, yeah. suburban existence. And he moves in with them to escape the limelight. And it's like, hey, this isn't bad. What's that? Pop tart? Wow. And it's like this culture clash thing. But a very silly, which I'm sure, you know, Harry Styles once said, that'd be a good idea for a show. And it's like, make that man a producer. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's make this happen. But of all the CBS shows I watched, that was probably the one I wouldn't mind watching again. Hmm. It wasn't great, but I, I like Damon Wayans. So, did I see uh, Damon Wayans Senior? He quit. Uh, yeah, Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. After they fired his co-star, yeah. now he's quit. I don't know what's going. Said on he has there. diabetes. And <laughs> I was like, uh, that that show was doomed from. 
It's Jump been on Street. for several seasons, though. It's weird. Uh, we have The Cool Kids on Fox, uh, created by Charlie Day from its last in Philadelphia. This was the set in the retirement home. So it had Vicki Lawrence. Again, Low Family was high on Mama's Family. Yeah, me too. Love the Mama's Family. I love Mama's Family. I did not like Mama's Family. <laughs> I hated Mama's Family. So, I love the Carol Burnett show, but yeah. I did not like Mama's Family. Oh, yes. We were, we're big on both Crazy. of those. So Vicki Lawrence, David Allen Greer, yep. Martin Mull, and Leslie Jordan, who is a very short, southern, effeminate gay God, fellow yeah. from mm-hmm. every show ever. ever yeah. Will and Grace. Um, so, yeah, they're four people in a retirement home. Like, oh, people are just like us. You know, they go out to the club or whatever. And, yeah, it, it, fine. It's a Friday night Fox sitcom. I don't think I'll stick with it, but not bad. Um, kidding on Showtime. This you is saw the, that? The Jim Carrey. You Showtime. I get Showtime, oh. sucker. I wanted to watch that. It's Jim Carrey's show. Uh, Michelle Gondry is an executive producer and directed about half the episodes I've seen so far. They're about maybe five episodes in. Just a half hour comedy. But it's, it's, it's really sad, but really quirky and weird. And it's just, it's a, tonally, it's, it's, it's odd. It's hard to keep up with. But he's, he plays Mr. Pickles, who is a kind of Fred Rogers, Sesame Street kind of guy who's been a children's entertainer for decades. And there's a lot of puppetry, you know, that Michelle Gondry, who did Eternal Sunshine and Be Kind Rewind, like very clever, mm-hmm. you know, visuals with low tech mm-hmm. special effects. So, you like know, okay. so he has a child that dies in a car crash and it's sort of this grieving process of like he can't be, you know, he can't show that kind of emotion. You know, he wants to, well, we have to talk about death, children. And I'm like, no, you're, you're a billion dollar brand. You know, you mm-hmm. have to smile and be like, hey, kids. So there's this weird, like, sadness throughout it, but there's some humor. And uh, it's got uh, Catherine Keener plays his sister. Judy Greer is his ex-wife. And Frank Langella is his dad who kind of runs the show. And I think he, Frank Langella is going to get nominated for like Emmys and stuff this year. So he Frank Langella is excellent in it. I said, I just don't quite get. The first few episodes were hard because it was like, this is all just sad. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, fun to get through. It was just like, oh, just watching people be depressed and and not dealing with it well. (laughs) Like, it took a while to kind of click with me. But I've enjoyed it. I'm going to watch the whole thing. But most importantly, The Purge on USA. We get The Purge, the The series. series. Ten episodes. Set ten years after the first Purge. We're purging for ten hours. (laughs) We get 10 hours of purging to enjoy. I said, I've always, this is my guilty pleasure. I love this movie. <laughs> I have yet to purge. Uh, it's, it follows several characters. So, you know, the movies are like less than two hours. You don't get a whole lot. So this follows different people on different, you know, things that are happening. Um, so, and there's clever little things like, you know, there's a used car dealership that's like if you come and survive the gauntlet you win a car so they're doing these like <laughs> you know purge night infomercials where they're like you know giving away cars for people who survive the bloodbath and uh, all kind of stuff but i i mainly i wanted to mention this was at comic-con this year i saw a dozen articles about this there was a pop-up shop called purge city it was outside the convention and i saw people like this was the best thing comic-con's done in years they were giving away twenty dollars in purge bucks Come to Purge City, and it was they had balloons, and it looked 
it looked like Party City, very colorful signage, and like everyone was in like bright blue smocks, like, hey, welcome to Purge City. And you could go in and buy stuff that was like purge related. They were like they had like greeting cards, like, hope you survived the purge. You're like, <laughs> happy purge day. And uh yeah, you know, the stuff the, the the new founding fathers, which is like the political party in the purge universe that started this whole purge. And I love saying the word purge, and I'm not gonna stop. Mm. So like they were all kind of like <laughs> You could buy things about the 28th Amendment, which was the law purge that, that put the purge into effect so we all could purge. And so there's all this, like, political things, like vote for the new founding fathers, like yard signs and T-shirts and hats and stuff. And then they had bottled water and gas cans and flashlights and, you know, survive the purge night. And then, there, you know, of course, masks and duct tape and tarps and rope and, like, all the things. If you want to go purge, like cleaning supplies, like bleach and... And, you know, like, purge away. Get all the stains out of your floor. <laughs> so it was like, it was like a so on theme. Like, they built a whole store mm-hmm. that was on theme to this universe. And, like, people were, this was my favorite thing I did at Comic-Con. So I, I thought that was very well done. I like the, the thought they have put into this. And I've liked the show. It's fine. It's got some fun moments. I said, I like the universe building that it's done, kind of expanding out, and we get, different places on the socioeconomic ladder and we follow some very high up CEOs and how they survive the night and then some people on the lower levels of society so good Halloween fun <laughs> that's, that's a like, lot like, what is the matter with Woo! you <laughs> I'm Persian baby <laughs> well I think the only other couple shows I wanted to mention was one Better Call Saul season four is the best season so far, as far as I'm concerned. So good, so good. Everybody, I like to hear people throwing around better than Breaking Bad. Let's settle down. But I feel so lucky to have this spinoff from that show. And you remember when they announced this? How ridiculous it sounded. Yeah, yeah. Consider, like, I can't hardly see that character the same way ever again. I that's why I was curious. I want to rewatch Breaking Bad when this is all over. How could, with a different perspective. Yeah, um, it's so good, people. Like it, it is. You can people do, and it, you know, and watch it without ever having seen Breaking Bad, and it, I, I'm sure it is just as enjoyable. Like, I mean, there are little nods to it here and there that are great, and seeing these characters coming back, but it definitely at this point just so holds up on its own. And I, it was this season was really great. I, I can't tell you how much I love Kim Wexler. Oh, yeah. And watching Jimmy Salt, slash Salt screw that up yeah. slowly over yeah. these all these years. And, like, we're hitting that point now where he is... You're seeing it in her face. She's realizing this is probably not going to work. And it's just it's heartbreaking. Yeah, this it's is the one, like, she's the one person that could save him or keep that him ending, from that life. That ending is so good. So... So much to think about. What it's like? What do you expect? You know what? what you know. I don't know. It was good, really good. And Mike, if you like Mike Armitrout, you get a bunch of it, and you get everybody except the main couple guys so far. But I, I just love it. This is like I said, is the best season. The other show I was going to say was the show that follows that that I watched the first season of. Um, I want to say the latter Fortnite. <laughs> That's a John Travolta movie. Um, uh, Lodge. Lodge 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 49. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name that's in it. Um, 
but there's some Bruce Campbell in there. Say what? Yep. Um, but it's basically about this got, you know, beach bum basically type character and his dad died and he's just kind of lost and he ends up finding this lodge, you know, kind of a water buffalo type lodge feel and you, and he ends up wanting to just be a part of something and joins this lodge and I just like the word lodge, 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 purge, purge, purge. Um, <laughs> I'm watching Purge 49. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's pretty good. I enjoyed the first season, just him, them figuring out mysteries about this lodge and coming to terms with life, him and his sister. I've never seen the girl before that plays the sister. She does a really good job too. It's a good show. I look forward to the second season, if there is one. Well, we didn't talk about the season premiere of Flash on the CW um, and how red his costume is now. Because <laughs> I know some people really appreciate that. Um, well, contend- we got the Flash ring. Mm-hmm. We yeah, got the costume yeah. in the ring. Yeah, so he's trashed all his old costumes and his uh, daughter, who appeared last season... Um, from the future has arrived which her name is nora but i didn't i couldn't understand what they were saying what her i don't know whether it was access or excess excess but it is the letters xs yes that is her cool futuristic right. name. so yeah. it's it's XS. very it's very shway <laughs> and uh uh yeah that was that was pretty i thought it was a good episode good start i like the cat i like the actress that plays nora um, I thought she was pretty believable as, you know, a combination of those two, Barry and Iris. And was like chipper and young, but not annoying. Right, way, right. Like she, yeah. Like, I still, I bought that she was kind of sad and, yeah. and trying to cover it up. So yeah, she was good. Um, and then, uh, we're a couple episodes into the Goldbergs we were going to mention. Um, Adam is well, now. Don't, don't sleep on Chris Klein on The Flash. I saw his name in the credits. American oh, Pie. American Pie. Yeah. Is Chris Klein. And I was like, was he even in that episode? I don't think he well, was. He in... is playing the villain this year who the, showed up for the big bad with for the... the mask on. Okay. Who is apparently Cicada. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Which is a is. flash villain of some sort. So be on the lookout for a villainous Chris Klein oh, in man. our very near future. Apple Pie, man. Um, yeah, the Goldbergs is start. It started up. Adam is now sixteen, driving, um, has a girlfriend. Uh, the big story I think this year is going to be Barry getting his now engaged to you know be married, and he's still in high school, and where that leads to. I'm curious to see if they continue on or drop her off, Laney, at some point. But um, drop her off here. <laughs> And uh, the other big one... Uh, she's in 11th grade. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that's a step... I mean, you know, she's she has so. these started girls, her these junior year. all old. <laughs> um, the other big popular show right now is This Is Us. I think we're four episodes in already into that. Um, I gotta tell you, this show's pretty good. I normally don't watch anything but comedies and superhero shows. And, you know, this was a big deal a couple years ago. My wife started watching it. Um, 
some other folks that we know that used to be around uh, watched it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just written, it's written really well. The characters are, you know, you just grab onto them sometimes. Uh, but Sterling K. Brown, uh, <laughs> he, he was a big star uh, the first couple years, I think. And uh, I just, Mandy Moore is so good. For running multiple, you know, playing different ages of this character, um, and, and I feel like each era of the character, you get a little something different from her. Um, but I've really enjoyed her arc so far, and you know, Kate is and, and Toby are now trying to have have a child, and and we're dealing with their in vitro process and all the stress and stuff that comes along with it so it's really good i don't want to give too much weight we're pretty early in the season um you can watch it on demand if you're not watching live on nbc so that's all i got yeah i mean there's a ton of other shows that's that's that time of year but yeah we're way behind and just playing some catch-up black lightning the gifted supergirl these shows are all kind of just getting started so there hasn't been a whole lot going on but i did want to mention last thing walking dead season nine premiere which season eight got a lot of heat, a lot of people not happy with you know, what happened. Yeah. Certain deaths and things, which there's people since this first season haven't liked things. But um, apparently the season premiere drew 6.08 million viewers, which was half of what season eight premiere did. It was 11.44. Mm. So half the people watched the season wow. nine premiere than did the season eight. And these are the lowest ratings since season two when it was kind of first building its, yeah. you know, obsessive audience. So, you know, the people say, I'm done. I'm never watching that. I apparently weren't lying. Yeah. Because people just kind of have kind of checked out. So. Yeah. I checked out. The, I told you at the trash people. Yeah. They, that's where they totally lost me. And I, you know, I've read the books and really loved it. I love the show. But, and, and it's, you know, they're, the network is talking about, you know, doing movies and continuing on 20 years and all this stuff. And I'm like, come on, who are you I mean, fooling? No show can keep that momentum. No. This was the biggest thing going for multiple yeah. years. And it was great. And yeah. So, but I got to say, I really liked this first episode. I was that same. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm in however many episodes they do. <laughs> I'm into this show. I'm going to keep watching it. I want to know what happens next. But, I, I had those same feelings of like, ugh, this, you know, it just took forever. The Negan stuff and the Negan war and uh, uh, get it over with. And that we start season nine with a little bit of a time jump. Maggie has had the baby. It's, you know, a few months old probably. Mm-hmm. So and they the are. The world's longest pregnancy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, then uh, Judith, the, the Rick's baby is a little bit older. So we, she's in, in we've, she's like a junior in high school. Basically, yeah. yeah. They made her like Carl's age. Like, <laughs> I'm the new Carl, dad. Uh, but, and they've tr- kind of started to rebuild society. They, they, the season opens, they go to Washington, D.C. to uh, break into a, a museum and they get some like old farming tools mm. and there's like a seed depository of all these, you know, uh, farming equipment and farming necessities and things. Mm-hmm. They get a covered wagon that they can <laughs> use because they're starting to run out of gas and they're trying to figure out ethanol and all this stuff. So it's like 
it's not this constant, oh, somebody's trying to kill me. Someone's trying to attack us. Yeah. Someone's trying to break us. That's you know. the stuff that's so much more interesting over and to over me and over is this again. world building. I, that's what I was saying, talking before we started recording, is the comic is so much more of that. Mm-hmm. So much about characters and what they're doing, how they are dealing with this that's what is interesting to me not the zombies i remember getting so frustrated it's never been about the zombies right to me. i don't know why the yeah. show was so stuck on that but well i remember the you know even the show has they've had some good storylines and, and moments where it wasn't just zombies are chasing me and i remember getting so frustrated because when the walking dead was at its peak you know those first few years and in like you'd hop on like social media and stuff and there's just people like well that episode sucked and and because all they want is zombies chase me that's they couldn't which but that's that's the show's never been able to figure that out like you know talking dead afterward they'd be like so what was our feeling oh how do we feel about this what do you think this means it's like zombie kill of the week and like they tried to have it both ways Mm -hmm. that it's a deep meaningful show and then like oh look at his head explode right like they were trying to play both sides and it was never good at it but did you watch talking dead no i turned it immediately off i was curious (laughs) i'm done (laughs) <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was gross. Um, but yeah, it just there's a little bit of that still. Like you know, they had an election at the hilltop, and Maggie won. You know, she was duly elected to be leader, and Gregory's kind of scheming behind the. Oh scenes. my so, god, that guy's still around. Yeah, there's still that kind of stuff, but it's I'm more interested now because they've slowed down the nonstop. Everyone's got to kill each other. It's like yeah. that's more interesting. Is how do we live with each other? Who cares how we kill each mm-hmm. other? You know. So I, I, if you checked out the show, again, I can't blame you at all, but I, I thought this is the strongest it's been in a while. Just that, like the first half hour of this episode, I was like, wow, I'm back on board. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I didn't, I watched it. I, I, uh, I like that, you know, the time jump thing ever since they previewed that. I'm like, Rick's got the haircut and we're time jumping, you know, and it wasn't quite to the, effect of the comics yeah, but it was yeah. you know they're doing it anyway which that the comics were lagging pretty bad right before they did the time jump in the comics yeah, too yeah. so it it helped the comics a lot oh, yeah. so hopefully it helps it the show absolutely too. did and they uh they i didn't i know i still buzz through some of this episode and the whole thing in the museum or whatever what whatever the fallen into this what well there's like a that? glass floor in this fancy museum and like the floor below them was covered with zombies, so they had to get everything over. It this. seemed to me like they it could was, have got around that. Yeah, and like there were these it was metal really beams. creating yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever it was, it's walking. It's fine. I'll check out. I'll buzz through the second episode. I guess I'm back buzzing through it. Apparently, <laughs> fast forward. Hey, if you buzz through this episode, we thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were not surprised. Sorry, we took some time off, so we had a lot of stuff to cover. We skipped over a bunch. Too, we were going to so. talk about it anyway, so we figured we'd record it. So, yeah, if, if if we missed anything you've been waiting to hear our opinion on, let us know. And we appreciate all the listens and all the likes and all the five-star reviews on iTunes and places where you go to find us like yeah. Twitter. Twitter. At the Kapow Podcast. Or our website www.youdownwithkpp.com Well Oil Machine. Do we have a title for this I was one? I say, what? I don't know. None of us Purge, were purge, purge. None of us were that purge, funny. Purge, purge, lodge. Purge, purge, lodge? <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. You think about it. Yeah. Let's sign off. 
Alright, for the titleless episode, my name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.